Hey y'all, this is your girl Amber and this is Reaching Your Potential. In this episode, we are going to talk about licenses. I think this is something, or just like, this is just a topic that people don't really talk about. I have not really heard any episodes from other podcasts or OT podcasts that talks about this thing because it's such a complicated thing, in my opinion. I think it is. Maybe my experiences have been very dramatic, but... I'm just going to let y'all know it's not plain and simple like they say it is. So I will be talking about my experiences with all three of my licenses, my New York, my North Carolina, and my Georgia. And hopefully this might help you in terms of whether you want to get your licenses in these states or maybe you are planning to and I'm just giving you guys the tea before you start. So let's get started. Alrighty guys, so we are going to talk about licenses. So why do we talk about this? Well, first of all, after you pass your boards, you get your OTR, meaning that you are a registered occupational therapist. But in order to practice occupational therapy, you are required to have your license. That's why you get your L. So based on whatever state you are in, you will have to apply for your license in that specific state. So when I passed my boards in 2020, I applied first to New York because I was in New York and that experience wasn't as bad, I will say. Because New York is such a huge state, I was, to be honest, expecting it to take a while because of how slow New York is, but it didn't really take that much long if I... To be honest, I felt like it didn't take that long for especially being New York. Um, so I passed my boards in September of 2020. I applied right away online and all they asked for are, you know, the simple information such as like, when do you take your boards? Did you pass it? What date? Blah, blah, blah. Um, what school you went to? Just getting all those important information from you. And once they get that information, then they give you some type of application number and you like keep this for your reference, blah, blah, blah. You will receive your license soon, yada, yada, yada. So you could check to see if your license is valid or active online because they will put all that information on their website. And that's a great thing for anyone who is not a clinician who may be trying to get services from a clinician, always check to see if their license is valid. <laughs> That's just for you. I just to make sure that you feel sane because to be honest, all this information is public and even therapists that have been reprimanded or lost their license for some type of reason, all that information is actually online, which is kind of crazy to think about. But it's just to make sure that those who are 
seeking care are safe. They have to publish those names online so the public understands who this person is. Anyway, I just sidetracked. But that's kind of like a way that you can see if your license is valid. If you look up your name, if it comes up, then yay, your license is active. Then you will probably get the hard copy in the mail pretty soon. But if it's not there, it probably means that your application did not get approved yet. So you just have to wait. So since I applied for my license for New York in September, I got it a little bit after my birthday, close to December-ish. It was, I think it was right before December. It was like kind of like in November time. So that was a little bit over five weeks that I waited. And that wasn't too bad. Um, I already applied for jobs and stuff because I passed my boards. I just told them I was waiting for my license. So once my license came in, then they will be ready to have me to start with the job. So that wasn't too bad. New York wasn't bad. So if you want to apply for New York, definitely go for it. The issue now is that with COVID and everything going on, there may be delays. So it really does vary. Some people may get their license very quickly. Some may take longer. I have no reason why but this was my experience. So the second license that I applied to because I really did enjoy my fieldwork experience in the state since it was my last fieldwork. It was my specialties fieldwork and an inpatient rehab facility, which I think is the best setting ever. I love inpatient rehab. I love it so much. Um, but right now I'm doing mostly SNFs, which are skilled nursing facilities. But I did my last specialties fieldwork in Georgia, and I really enjoyed it so much to the point where I was like, hey, I would love to do um, some therapy or OT services in Georgia if I can do it. So this one, y'all, was an experience. I'm not going to lie. Georgia is probably one of the toughest states to get your license in. And I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. So this is the story. I applied in August of 2021 and I received, I received my license from Georgia in May of 2022. That does not make any sense in my opinion, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So th this is the story. So I applied and I assumed that it would be an online application, but it was actually a paper form. So every state has their own way of you applying for licenses. Some do online and for some reason, Georgia was still doing paper. So I had to print out all the forms, all the papers for the application. And when I was reading through it, there were so many things I had to do. I had to, one, give them a check for the application process, which was actually pretty cheap. It was like $60 or something like that. New York was a little bit pricey. It was definitely over $100, just letting you know. Um, for Georgia, it was 
very reasonable, but the process was atrocious. You have to get at least three references, I believe, and all of them have to be notarized. You also have to get your employer to sign off of it as well to show that you are actually a clinician. So at the time, I recently got a new job and then I gave the employer forms for the Georgia license to my director. I wasn't even there for like four months yet and I was giving him it. So I felt kind of bad because he probably assumed that I was leaving so soon. I was like, no, it's just, you know, I want to start the process now so I can just have it. So you have to get your employer to sign off and whatnot, their information. Then you have to do a background check. You have to do some other things. You have to take a picture of yourself on a passport size picture and send that off. You have to... These are just a few of the things, to be honest. It was, it was a lot that you had to do. Oh, and then you also had to fill out in terms of the exam. When do you take your exam? When do you pass? Do you have to take it more than twice? Things of that nature. So as for me, as you guys know, I had to take my exam four times. And if you don't remember that episode, definitely go ahead and check it out. It's definitely in the first season. It's called My NBC. OT story where I basically am transparent to talk about my old NBC OT journey and it was a struggle but I'm so glad and grateful for my experience because it makes me the clinician I am today so I had to be honest in the application and say that yes I had to take it multiple times before passing but at the end of the day I I'm a clinician I still treating patients and I'm a great OT and that's that. So once I got everything together, I got all of my references to notarize their parts and all that fun stuff. I submitted it and I tracked the package to the where the Georgia OT board was because since it's this paper, I don't want it to be lost in the mail. I, I wanted to make sure they received it. And they had to sign for it in order to receive it, all that stuff. So I was expecting to get my license in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, you know, nothing crazy. I don't need it now, but I would love to have it, you know. So didn't get any updates on the application. In order to get your updates, you had to go online and check your application accounts and they would update through there. Of course, the first thing they took was the money. They they took that real quick. So I was like, okay, so, you know, the application is going smoothly, I guess. So as I continued to wait and wait and wait, I wasn't seeing any updates on the application. So I was really confused on what was going on. So to make a long story short, there was multiple times multiple hundreds of times that I had to call the Georgia Occupational Therapy Department about my application, about an update. And every single time I called, they would say, I will escalate it. I will escalate it. 
give us 72 hours. And every 72 hours, it was the same response. And I came to the point where I was almost going to give up on this license because I felt like it wasn't worth it. But also they took my money. So I I felt like I deserved my license, (laughs) you know. So when I got a response from the department, the first thing they said was that I was missing things from the application. In my opinion, I felt that if there was something missing, they can see that really quickly and then email me. But that didn't happen. Another thing with Georgia at the time was that they will only review applicants applications like every quarter so they weren't looking at it every single week it was like every three months and if you didn't submit the documents that they wanted they will just redraw your application and then you have to start from the beginning which is crazy so I was like oh no so when I got my email really quickly I sent those documentations the same day because I just didn't want to deal with them saying, oh, you submitted it too late. That's it. No, I wanted y'all to get my stuff. So they did that about twice. They were just saying like, oh, this wasn't filled out correctly or you didn't fill out this part. So we will see your application in March. And we were like in November and I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. So I was kind of going through that for a while. And then the part that really, like, in a way broke my heart and made me really sad was that I believe it was in May or April. It was, I think it was like April, close to May. They gave me an email and was saying that they were not going to give me my license because I had to take my exam multiple times. And I had to go through this other process where they will have to check out my competency and all this other stuff. And that really made me sad because I never believed that people should judge you based on your success rate of a test. You know what I mean? Like there's so many smart people out there that can pass all the exams without studying, but they have no people skills. They don't have any social skills. They don't have skills to be a great clinician. And I feel like the great clinicians are the ones that really have to persevere in order to be where they are. And getting that email from them saying that they have to check my competency when I was a year in really stung a bit, you know? And I'm just being honest about it because I told you guys I'm going to be honest open and transparent at all times. Yeah, so like it did sting me a bit because, you know, that was a really stressful period of my life that I felt like they were trying to reprimand me because I just couldn't pass this exam. And um, yeah, it was a lot. So when they said that, I just didn't know what I should do. Should I continue on this process or should I just stop? But luckily I didn't. I just kept going and, you know, kept calling, making sure they didn't forget about my application, always getting an update, whether they had to keep on escalating and escalating, saying that I'll get a response at a certain date, didn't get a response at that date. So I kept calling and calling and calling. And I think that was the key to getting my license is just the 
persistence, right? Being persistent with it, knowing like, hey, I deserve this because I worked my butt off and y'all gonna give it to me. So during Memorial Day weekend, they sent me an email and said, I had to do some type of field work to show my competency. And I was, I was like, what? Like, why am I going backwards? I'm already a clinician. Now I've got to be a student again. So they basically were saying that I had to go to Georgia for like an eight or nine week externship thing. And I have to find a therapist that's going to be willing to allow me to shadow them or something and I do hours. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I didn't understand where they were coming from with this. So I was also away when they when I received this email. So I was really pissed off because I was just like, this does not make any sense. And at the time, since it was a holiday weekend, I couldn't call. So I had to wait till like the day after the holiday to give them a call to let them know that this doesn't make any sense, right? The day after the holiday came, I actually forgot to call them. I think I was just very in a daze at that day, at that time. But luckily, I'm so glad and I'm so grateful for God to giving you a sense of patience and also a sense of not being impulsive. Because there are times where I just want to lash out and just give them a piece of my mind. But I was like, no, what? That's not going to help anything. This is what it is. And I think that, you know, if God really wants me to have it, he will allow me to have it. So even that time when I got the email, I just prayed. I was like, you know, thank you, God, for the opportunity. You know, if you want me to have it, you allow me to have it. But if you don't want me to have it, it's totally fine, too. And that's kind of was my thing. I just let it be. So literally after I said that, the next day I received another email from Georgia saying that they realized they made a mistake and that I have been practicing OT since 2020. And because of that, they are going to activate my license. And I was so thankful, so, so, so thankful because I was just like, wow, thank you, God, for one, showing yourself as always. But then two, showing that if it was for me, it was for me. And if it wasn't, it wasn't. And just crazy to think that it almost took me a whole year to get this license based on the the fact that um, the test was absurd. But other than that, I do hope and pray that Georgia gets herself together and makes their process for getting the license a little bit easier. Um, the last state that I have applied to so far is North Carolina. North Carolina was the easiest license to get. I'm not going to lie. It really was. And the funny thing is that I applied for North Carolina as I was waiting for my Georgia one. So I applied for my North Carolina license in the end of December. And I got my North Carolina license like maybe three weeks later. It was pretty quick. That license application is online. They ask for two references where they will email those references something. They'll fill it out. You get your update really quickly online. And they give out licenses every Friday. 
every Friday. So it's really cool to know that how quick they, they do their their process. So I gave them my references. I notified the two people that I wanted to provide the, the references to, and they did their part. And all you have to do is do a multiple choice test on the policies of North Carolina. It's open book. You can do it as many times as you want, and you have to pass with 100. It's really not that hard. So once you do that, you just wait, and they email you and say, like, hey, your license is valid. So that one was the easiest one. And I think that made me more pissed off with Georgia because I applied later, (laughs) and I still received that one faster than the Georgia one. So... Other than that, that's my story with my licenses. I have three licenses so far, and I'm hoping to maybe get one or two more. We will see. I don't know. As a travel therapist, I am willing to um, travel. And the cool thing about it is that travel agencies can reimburse you for your licenses. So that's also a plus. I I didn't mention that in the travel therapy episode, but that is definitely a plus. So if your agency doesn't do that, you need to make sure they do. All right. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything I mentioned in this episode, feel free to hit me up and we will talk.